0: Welcome to the Mini Rock Podcast. Hey, what's up guys? You guys know that this show wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our sponsors. I'm just going to give a couple highlights right here. I know I'm going to miss a few because uh, this is something new. But eventually, I'm going to have more organization. I'll be able to hit all the key points. But right now, first off the top of my head, we're going to say Led Singer's Whiskey. Led Singer's Whiskey. Obviously, we have a bourbon. We have a rye, a spice or cinnamon whiskey, right? Yeah, I
1: call it a cinnamon.
0: Yeah, and a a spiced rum. So those are amazing. Find them in a a place near you. If you cannot find the unicorn of whiskey, please go ahead and contact one of the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And uh, we'll tell you what states we do have it in currently. There's a few surprises. We have a few big states that we just signed. So I'm pretty excited about that. Another one of our sponsors, and I'm proud to be an owner of this, is Warfighter Tobacco. Warfighter Tobacco is a brand that started no more than about a year ago and actually took off from the Drinker Bros podcast and now is continuing on to jump on with this podcast. Uh, Obviously because I am one of the shareholders. (laughs) Uh, But some exciting news in the warfighter tobacco world. Uh, We have partnered up with a big, big company. Placentia Cigars is the ones that are making ours now. They're producing them for us. Uh, the quality of them has just shot through the roof. They're a Nicaragua brand now. and uh, they're ex- It's an exciting new thing. I think if you guys have had them before and you love them, you're going to freaking die for these now. Uh, go check out warfightertobacco.com, Warfighter Tobacco on Instagram and Facebook. Give them a follow and check them out. Another one of our sponsors, you already know Steel. This is one of our our our, our big st- sponsors that jumped on board and helped us out really early on, and that is not to be confused with Warfighter Tobacco, but this is Warfighter Hemp.
1: Yes, if you're uh, tired of the opiates and the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> <laughs> the zombie dope, or P- PTSD symptoms, uh, the CBD oil. The CBD right? oil is kind of the way to go for. There's no.
0: Yeah, there's no psychedelic effect. No
1: there's no involvement with uh, psychedelic effects or anything like that. So. And I, am
0: I correct? This is legal in every state. Yes, it I'm, is legal. Yeah, so this one of the things. This is uh, something that Boone is a big, big uh, advocate for. This is uh, CBD oils. This is supposed to be... I haven't tried it yet, personally. I, I need to jump on board, uh, but uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to yet or not, so I'm actually looking into that. Yeah. And I think I am. Even though I'm military, I think I'm still allowed to you use CBD. You still got CDs. that stigma of it. Right. I'm nervous, right? Yeah. Like, you, but, but let me double check on that for you guys before you do it. If you're military, anyone else, go ahead and check it out. Um, this is warfighter hemp uh what's the promo code for warfighter hemp
1: the promo code for warfighter hemp is vinny v-i-n-n-y
0: it's it that's vinny. it this Promo code is vinny. you're the
1: man on that well you're the i man like on that. that if
0: you use vinny as a promo code you'll get uh a little bit of percentage off am i right
1: yes sir you yeah. will get 10 10 percent
0: off and and uh you guys use that code uh check it out let me know how it goes i would love to hear some of the feedback on this don't forget that's warfighter hemp Uh, Yes, and another one of our sponsors, Article 15 Clothing. You guys know where it's at, article15clothing.com. Check them out. They got women's shirts, men's shirts. They also got some winter line coming out here soon. Check it out. Hey, if you use the promo code ROCCO, R-O-C-C-O, I'm pretty sure it still gives you 10%. If it does, let me know. If it doesn't, let me know. Our next sponsor is Valor. Valorspirits.com has a sweetener that is made from the nectar of the agave plant. Uh, These guys are two combat veterans, one Marine, one Army, are now just living a life trying to make a business And make it happen. I'm very excited to have these guys on board. If you guys want to check their product, you can find it on Amazon. If you can use the promo code, there's the only way you can get on Amazon, you can use the promo code called Vinny Rock, and that's capital V, capital R. Okay? So check them out. That's Valor. It's an art it's not an artificial, it's an actual sweetener. sweetener. Yeah, it's It's an actual sweetener and it's good. It's very good. And it's made from the nectar of the agave plant. I love that.
1: It's uh you put it in my coffee. It's do you? Yeah, it's good.
0: You fucking sweet ass bitch. All right, guys, go check them out. (laughs) here we go three two one (laughs) hey what's up guys hey uh we're excited about everything that's going on with the podcast and uh we we haven't been able to get some guests on actually soon i think we're gonna have uh the warfighter tobacco guys oh they're gonna gonna come on yeah they want to come on here soon so we got to try and acquire two more microphones and set it up and figure out how to do that but yep they're gonna be in town i believe the second oh okay And so we'll try and get them on here um what else what else been going on with the podcast just just to let everyone know anything cool uh
1: got yeah, the stickers and the vinnie rock box is getting
0: getting ready to yeah, be sent rock, out there you go the vinnie rock box was getting sent out soon oh the website's up
1: yes the website is up Man. that's like the most important thing we didn't even talk about it
0: yeah there's a lot of things going on right now with the website it's a little tough i'm trying to get it fixed better but right now currently it's pretty easy if you just go to vinnie Rock.com, you'll go straight to the shopify site and you could uh check out there's two shirts right now on there i'm gonna get a rooster head shirt on there actually. yeah i can't wait for it I yeah the one design's two. getting worked on right now um as well as the stickers are going to be there um we have the other stickers here for us that are going to be only specific to the vinnie rock box and a few other items you know we had someone send us some stuff today what was it patches yeah, we got some patches. What was the, what was the name of that From From uh, Faux Hammer Arsenal. There you go. That's pretty cool. We appreciate you. And you guys want to get involved in that Vinny Rock box? You know, you just hit up Steel, hit up Mr. Kazner, and he'll be able to give you some information on where the Peel Box is. And you can send some of your products, and we'll just throw them in the box. So whoever sees those boxes gets kind of a, a free uh, promotional item. Yeah. A lot of
1: cool stuff in there so far.
0: So today, I want to talk about. The Border Patrol. I've had some people ask me about the Border Patrol and some stuff that went down in the Border Patrol and blah, blah, blah. And so we'll kind of go through that. You, you, you excited about that? Are you interested in that at all still?
1: Yeah, I want to hear about it. Do you? I'm always excited to hear about this stuff.
0: <laughs> somewhere in this podcast, if you stick around long enough, you'll get to hear the story and how I might have killed someone with a finger gun. <laughs> is that crazy? It's a wild story. Isn't that
1: crazy? Yeah. Yeah, is. so
0: if you guys stay tuned, somewhere in this I haven't heard the full story
1: yet. You haven't? No. I just, you oh, just kind of told goodness. me about it. I thought you were messing with me, though.
0: No, no, no. This is actually one of the funnier stories in my career. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people that reach out to me and ask me about the Border Patrol. They want to ask about hiring and everything else. And so I thought I'd take the time of this podcast to do as much as I can about it. I'm not going to get too boring with it. We'll probably talk a lot more of the the fun times I've had in the Border Patrol and the, and the stuff like that. But, um but uh, hopefully this is something you can just kind of reference and check out. With this, we'll try and attach a link that I wrote. An article It's called, If You Want to Be a Border Patrol Agent. So You Want to Be a Border Patrol Agent was called. And also, what wrote, So You Want to Be an Army Ranger. So it's because we get a lot of questions like that.
1: Yeah, you get that question <laughs> lot, all the time almost. All the time. Like so at was, least once a week it seems like.
0: Right. And so it seems like I thought it would be smarter just to write an article so people can reference. And it would be easier for me. I could just kind of. But you still get asked. Yeah, I still get it all the time. <laughs> so here's another one of those opportunities where you can hear a little bit about the Border Patrol. And again, like I said, we will try and attach the uh, link. You got that, Cass? Yeah. Trying to attach that link so people can just kind of check it out from the podcast. But for so sure. let's see. Uh, I applied for the Border patrol in somewhere in two thousand, late two thousand seven. Oh man, here's some stories that people are not going to realize that that are that about this. So I took the test in two thousand. I skipped the test in two thousand seven because I was supposed to take it actually June fifteenth while I was in Washington still when I got out of the military. Uh, instead, I decided to push back. I asked if they could re, uh, reschedule it so while I was in Arizona I could take it. Um, I questioned whether I wanted to do the Border Patrol anymore because of the fact that I got out and for some reason went through a phase, uh, maybe it was a little bit of PTSD, maybe it was just a little bit of tired of that world. I just didn't want to do anything involving a gun, nothing. And so I actually first got out, and I got out early for school. I enrolled in school got approved to go to a Central Arizona College. Uh, I was doing a lot of the fire program, the fire science program. And so, uh, my like I'm telling you right now, my heart, my, my, my body wanted nothing to do with guns. For some reason, um, I left the military kind of like disgruntled, not about the military, but just kind of like, I'm over that world.
1: Kind of almost wanted to be like a pacifist or something. Yeah,
0: or? I'm just like, I don't want anything in, involved with that, right? And so... Uh, I joined. I, I, I applied all, all over the place. This was kind of what I do, man. I don't care. I'll apply for anything. You already know my person. I'll apply for any job. And the first job that I got was Cintas. Cintas was a... Uh, I was telling you about that. Well,
1: they, Yeah, is it like a delivery? Like a they do all
0: kinds of stuff. They deliver all kinds of stuff. But I was in the medical uh, side of it. So CPR lessons as well as CPR and medical lessons with uh, AD. And as well as providing... Um, kind of like filling the first aid kits. And so... I did that for about one month, like solid, like really solid. I was driving around, I was doing it, and it was just a pretty cheesy job. I felt like I could do more than that, but at the same time, I just didn't want to do anything more than that. I was going to school full-time. I was working full-time. Because I got out and wasn't ready for 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 the transition of financial dis- differences, right? Like the money the the military paid for a lot of things I didn't expect. I got out and I was like, "Holy crap! There's a huge gap in money here that I don't have." So uh, I needed to work full time to get the GI Bill as well. Uh, work full time and then as well as get the GI Bill. So I had to go to school full time. Uh, and so it was pretty tough. But after about two months, I got a job at the prison. And so while I was at the prison. Uh, I guess I started kind of getting more comfortable into my own skin again, and uh, as well as I was doing some reserve firefighting. Uh, I fought I would say two fires, but the first one I didn't really get to do. I got there, uh, got the hoses ready. By the time we turned them on, we were a reserve fire department, and uh, the house was pretty much fully engulfed.
1: (laughs) You're like, we're ready to go. Yeah, like, like, let's go in.
0: I'm like, they're like, let's go, and I'm thinking, whoa, that's not a good idea. (laughs) I mean, I'm not a firefighter yet, right? I just some of the classes but I'm telling you right now that looks bad
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this one and guys. I think some of
0: these firefighters just like wanting to get to the peace these are all guys kind of like me like want to be firefighters but not really firefighters and got an opportunity to get into a fire right you know what I'm saying like a, a private you weren't
1: fire... get, were getting like the helmet tattoos or <laughs> poses or anything like that yet <laughs>
0: I walked around with yeah my fire shirts uh, of a you know a fire department that was just a small private thing whatever the case so the first one was fully engulfed so we, you know we threw the holes on they pretty much kept the kept the houses to the left and to the right from, from burning down and uh, let the baby burn I just had my first little experience and I was like well that was kind of cheesy that's gotta be
1: cool though like I mean yeah, it you, sucks that somebody loses their house but at the same time you're
0: like that's an awesome fire. I think fire. I think everyone's attracted to fire. <laughs> yeah, especially every guy is. I <laughs> was hoping that I was going to sit there in the fire and it was going to speak to me, kind of like a uh, backdraft. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of seeing like, seeing the wizard, and it was going to be like, oh man, this is great, right? <laughs> so, my, so, if any of you guys don't know, it's my mo- my father's a thirty one year L A. city firefighter. I uh, spent most of his time uh, doing uh, nine dispatch at the second part of his career. Uh, hurt his wrist at one point, then he just kind of got into uh, doing new one dispatch. Um, dual language, right, and things like that. So it just became more comfortable and better scheduling for us for, for being around the kids and everything else. And so also he served in the boxing thing as a cut man. And so 31 years as an L.A. City firefighter, retired and everything, um, I remember him coming home smelling like smoke. And I remember I loved it. And I, and I wanted nothing more than just to be a firefighter when I got older. If it wasn't going to be baseball, it was going to be fire. I actually applied for the fire department at 18 years old, L.A. City. I passed a written test, which came to a shock to all of us. Right? Yeah, you passed the written test? I passed the written test and it came to a shock because we all know I wasn't a good test taker because I couldn't read very fast. Yeah. Right? And so so that was awesome. Did you I, ask somebody like, is this going to be timed? Yeah. And I took the whole time and I actually guess, guessed I think the last 15 questions because I just didn't have the time. Just C's all the way yeah, down? Yeah, just exactly, C, C, C's. C's, C's C. Exactly. C. C. <laughs> <laughs> so Exactly. So then the crazy thing was like, I get a chance to go to um, doing the oral exam. My father already prepared me for it. My father's friends were on the board. And it was either that or do a college, a junior college world series. I didn't go. I obviously didn't go to the uh, oral interview.
1: <laughs> you went. so you went to the junior college world series. And You're went fucking and right.
0: Because we all believe in the dream. <laughs> it's true. You, you believe in the dream. I thought I was going to be. You know, the, the, that right scout was going to be watching me, and I was going to pitch an amazing game. And I had one good game. It was a one good. I, I came in middle relief in one of the games and did well. I thought that was going to be it. Right. It was going to be my my chance. Never fucking happened. Didn't become a firefighter. Boom. Here we go. Years later, five, six, seven years later, now I'm over here doing firefighting, <laughs> trying to get onto a serious fire department in Arizona. Uh, my second fire, I was over there, uh, got called, you get a page, boom, got dressed, suited up, went to the freeway. It was a tour of bus that was uh, by the band Kenna. Kenna was kind of a big band, I guess, at the time. I don't know much about them. I just knew they were on MTV at, at one point. So. Never never heard of them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm bleed on hoes. Um, we're the second crew in. And I, I'm sitting there hitting the fire. And I'm like, man, it's hot as fuck in here. And then I was like, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this, dude. I've been, go- <laughs> I've been going to school for almost two years straight. About a year and a half. Taking 24 credit hours. I had to get approvals by counselors and everything just to get them. And I, 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 I'm I, telling you, I shit you not. I was going to uh, Central Arizona College and Mesa Community College just to get all the fire science classes. I had fire science one and two i had emt i had vehicle extrication i had wildland fire i had uh fitness for firefighters i had a cpac class i had all these firefighter classes and i sat there at that moment and realized fuck this i'm not doing this it's this not for me it wasn't for me it's just not what i wanted deep down my heart i wanted to have a gun
1: you wanted that it just kind of went full circle yeah, back on you i
0: already was doing all the stuff in the military i was highly trained by an Amazing unit, obviously, second of 75th Ranger Regiment. And I felt like I, I was kind of letting my talents go to waste if I didn't uh, pay tribute to them and continue on in doing some kind of law enforcement of some sort. So,
1: you that, had, that's when you got in the prison systems.
0: That, yeah, so I was in the prison system doing the sword teams and all this stuff. At the same time, I'm doing reserve firefighting. At the same time, I'm doing full time. Oh, you're school. doing all that. All this.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, no, I'm doing everything. Crazy. Yeah. Well, dude, I needed to make money, right? It, it, it's just. I wasn't making enough money doing the prison. I think I was getting paid $21 an hour, which was great, which is great for someone that gets out of the military and just jumps straight into the $21 an hour, but it just still wasn't enough, right? Uh, I had mad, mad amounts of debt from the fucking military star card, right? That's a that's a, uh, that's a, a credit card the military gives you, right? That you can get, apply for, and then you just, they just keep stacking money. No, on it's hard. like,
1: by the way, that GI Bill, you're going to use that to pay off your, yeah, your dude, card? Yeah, dude, it's
0: insane. Like, it, they gave me a a max of two thousand dollars, and then once I maxed that out, they threw another thousand on there. And I maxed out and threw another thousand on there. Here like, you go. I paid that honestly for about seven years. And after it's I got gone. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, like I said, I was in so much debt. I had to keep working. I was doing the school stuff, got to get life and ins- uh, medical insurance figured out. So it was a tough time. But at the same time, I was uh, I was excited about getting out of the military and potential living the dream of whatever the fuck it was at the time. And firefighting for a long time, and then I decided, fuck this. So I applied for the Border Patrol again.
1: What so, made you? What made you want to go into the Border
0: Patrol? This, was, oh man! Did you like? Were you? Did you, did you see like a pick, like a poster no, somewhere? No, it's or? crazy you even asked that question, dude. Uh, honestly, it's uh, w- crazy. So check this out, Sergeant Barraza. And I've told you about Sergeant Barraza. Yeah. There was a room yeah. one time. We're all sitting in a squad room talking about what do we want to do when we get out. This is my first deployment. I got in probably only four months before this. And I'm already talking about what I want to do when I get out, right? And I want to. I want to do firefighting. I want to do firefighting. I thought about doing smoke jumping. Right, because I think it sounds rad as fuck. Yeah. And so I'm saying, yeah, that's probably what I'm going to do. And he was like, well, I want to do Border Patrol. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I knew a little bit about it because I've been to Mexico quite a bit. Living in L.A., we go travel down to a Rosarito Ensenada. Rosarios where I almost burnt down that hotel I told you about later. <laughs> yeah, that's another story for another day. But uh, <laughs>
1: Let's just stick to this Border yeah, Patrol this stuff.
0: Life. So so then I knew what the Border Patrol was by, I remember the colors of the the, the green cars, right? Those green Jeeps or whatever they had. So he explained to me, he was like, dude, the Border Patrol has a lot of money. It's federal-funded, It's federal funded and they have a special operations team called Bortec, and uh, they're pretty much the baddest things outside of the military. That's what he was saying to me, right, besides the F- F- FBI at the time as well.
1: That would and so you. I was like,
0: cool, whatever. I don't want to do that shit, right? I got out and started thinking, like, hearing more about it, right? And so I was like, well, fuck, dude, what does it hurt? I'll just apply for it and see what's up. I still don't know nothing about this motherfucking job. I get to Arizona, and there's a fucking heavy, heavy amount of Border Patrol in Arizona. So I'm seeing it now, and I'm hearing about it. Now I start Googling about it. You know, hearing of the Bortech and Bortstar team and all this stuff and search medical rescue team, and there's, a, and I'm, I'm into the medical field. I, I enjoy the medical field, right? But I'm an infantry guy, so I'm thinking, like, the Bortec might be more my route. And so I said, fuck it, man. Let me just apply for this motherfucker and see what happens. Boom. Test come back. I failed.
1: Miserably, or you just failed?
0: Well, it wasn't miserably. Fails fail. It, it, it wasn't miserably, because I'll tell you why. I was waiting for you have to wait three months to go reapply and I failed the test. And and, and when it comes to these law enforcement tests and firefighters, I, I usually don't have a problem with them because they're easy tests in my head. And a lot of people tell me the Border Patrol test is easy. I was like, fuck no, not for my dumbass." I couldn't understand the common sense. This is common sense. like, that shit wasn't common sense, dude. <laughs> Didn't understand shit of it. <laughs> How many
1: sticks does Timmy have left? Yeah, dude.
0: I was like, oh, forget this. So I failed it. And so I was so fucking, I was discouraged. I was, I was upset. I started thinking about doing uh, just a regular police officer. And and then uh, all of a sudden I get an email. It was almost a week before my three months is up where I could reapply and try and do it again. I started studying for it like crazy. I bought a couple of books at a- uh not Amazon but uh, but Barnes and Noble whatnot. Studying, 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 ready to apply. And all of a sudden they send me an email say they've revised their scoring. And I swear I had this in my email somewhere. I bet I still have it. They've revised their scoring and now I am eligible to continue. You're just on the, on the cusp. So I felt like, man, they lowered the standard just for me to get in this motherfucker. <laughs> they really like me. <laughs> like, yeah, Mr. Congeniality works again. And so uh, I get into the Border Patrol, man. And so it, it became a long process for me. You got to do um, the oral exam. The oral exam was scary for me because they go and ask you these questions. Now, obviously, you're not supposed to explain what they asked you, but it's just, really, it's just uh, situational questions and you just have to answer them smart, right? Just As long as you're not a complete idiot, right? But my problem is like, Pretty fresh out of the military still. or still have the military mindset, right? I'm a drill sergeant at this point. I'm going to drill sergeant school. I think just a little bit after this, I went to drill sergeant school. And they were like, um, what do you do when you see a group of individuals and they're walking up with guns? You know, And I'm thinking like, fuck yeah, I'm going to fuck these dudes up, right? <laughs> I'm going to shoot them. Right? I'm going to shoot them in the fucking face. Well, they don't want to hear that answer. They want to hear the smart answer, right? And so I was like, I knew that. And I was like, all right, cool. So uh, you know, this is what I'll do. And as I said, I'm going to give a slew report. And they're like... Uh, what's a slew report, right? In the military. Yeah, what is a slew report? (laughs) Size, activity, location, time, like uh, time, equipment, uh, things like that. So you're giving a general idea of what's in front of you by using this acronym, essentially. Okay. Which is very common in the military, right? And so I'm saying this, I'm thinking like, holy shit, I think I'm scaring them because I'm very. I think at this time I was just kind of a little aggressive. It's just, you know, it's just. You know, like put me in there, coach. I'll fuck them up. You know, and so the next question, I was like, I used the word ambush. I'm like, well, I'm just worried about them ambushing me. And I'm thinking like, fuck, I might have just scared the fuck out these dudes because I'm throwing ambushes at them. I'm gonna do uh, uh, You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flank the enemy. Were they
1: doing like the looking at you and whispering to each other kind of I saw thing? Someone got
0: adjust himself in his seat a couple times. And I'm thinking like, oh shit, dude. Like he doesn't look tactical at all, and he's probably like, this guy's a monster, right? This like, guy's a maniac. <laughs> but I showed, I'm the only guy that showed up in a suit and a tie. Oh, that you always got to show to right. Shirtsuit, tie, fresh shave, looking good. I, I only do that because my dad would have made me. Right? If he heard anything less, he would have smacked me. Yeah, right. So uh, you know, luckily I got to go. I got the thumbs up. Pass that. And continue on. Uh, then there's a physical exam. There's a, there's all this other exam. The hardest one the lie detector test
1: you gotta always got to take a lie detector brother, test for law enforcement stuff, right? Brother, yeah. you, you they they you heard they asked you some weird, weird well, questions. I've
0: had one before. I've had one before, and, yeah, and they asked some crazy questions, but this one was a legit lie detector test. I've heard bad things about it. i heard how scary it is. The Border Patrol has one of the most difficult lie detector tests. What do they call it? They call it a, um, polygraphs. Yeah, polygraph yeah, One of the most test. difficult polygraphs uh, in the federal government, and so I was terrified, dude, because reasons, right? <laughs> A lot of
1: reasons. A lot of
0: reasons. A lot of reasons to be scared about you said, this. Man. You did a lot of things when you are younger. I've days. seen really good dudes not make it, right? And I, yep. I, I you know, I use. And
1: you're the, wondering, like, what questions did they ask right, them,
0: bro? Like, they, I, I use this quote quite a bit. This is Nick Palmashano. He says himself. It, it goes, like, I'm a good man, not a great man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I've done some dumb shit as a kid, right? I tried some weird drugs. Yeah. I've just done dumb shit, and so now I'm terrified. Like, dude, I got through everything. I was in California at the time for like vacation, just taking a vacation. I forget what the reason I was even there for. And they gave me a call. I'm right outside Oli Boy's print shop. I was with Oli Boy at his shop just visiting him. What's up, Oli Boy? Oli Boy, we love you, buddy. And so we're gonna get some rooster head shirts out there soon. But I step outside to get the call and the guy goes, hey, man, you know, I know you had a TS clearance in the military. Um, You know, it looks like all your drug history and everything else, all the other issues happened before the military. So we're we're feeling really good about this. We're not going to have you take the lie detector test at this time. So we're going to give you push you on forward and continue on through the hiring process. Oh, so you didn't have to take it? Nope, didn't have to take it. You're you're
1: probably one of the luckiest people I've ever met. I know,
0: and that was the hardest reason. That was the biggest reason why I didn't want to get out. Because I was like, dude, if I ever want to get back in, I'm screwed. Because like. It's just a scary thing to have to try and do, you know. And like, like I said, uh, we all do dumb shit as kids. There's people that are way better people than me, and I, I just get nervous about that. And I'm not even a bad dude, right? It's just, just <laughs> I was just a curious dumb kid.
1: <laughs> just, just <laughs> did some wild things in the younger days.
0: <laughs> Whatever the case. So hey, I'm in. I'm in the border patrol, right? So now I'm worried about the physical fitness there. I was a little out of shape at the time, just kind of like I am now. What'd you
1: say you were like two forty or something? like I that? I went in
0: there around two thirty six.
1: Two thirty six. Which
0: I'm way out of shape compared to that now. My size, I'm way bigger than I was then. Right now, I think I'm still 260. I'm 264, somewhere around that. Man, maybe 268 today? I don't know. I felt heavy today. I woke up heavy. Do you just know when you're <laughs> like four sure. pounds heavier? I think I had a little, little too many carbs. But whatever the case. I <laughs> feel full today. So I get in there. Cool story. I'm going I'm to throw my boy's name out. I hope he doesn't get mad about this. I'm driving my little car to the orientation, and I pick up this big old monster of a dude. He's about 265, no neck huge white just, boy just Jack. yeah just walking like a big old goofball and i'm like hey dude get in here man you're driving to uh, the board patrol uh, uh orientation he goes yeah get in first conversation we had did the coolest thing i was like hey man what'd you do before he goes "Man, i played uh football a pretty high level i was like he goes uh i, I was he's a non-drafted free agent for the minnesota vikings so you understand what that means <laughs> yeah he was pretty much a pro ball player
1: yeah, oh yeah definitely he just got he got cut the last day he's better than he's he's 99% of the guys out there playing 99% football.
0: of the guys I've ever played with in, in high school and everything like exactly. this, the guys a stud he was a middle linebacker he was actually an outside linebacker in college he went to middle linebacker and then I guess he wasn't reading the plays fast enough for the for the major league scouts whatever the case he got an opportunity to go play overseas and that got canceled too as well so all right now what What was this big ass motherfucker do he joins the federal agency right he joins the border patrol so he tells me he was a you know played some high-level sports and I'm like fuck dude that's what I want to do my whole life dude I wish I uh, I always wish I played professional baseball you know? And he's like, Man, you were in the military? I was like, Yeah. He goes, Man, I always wanted to be an Army Ranger. And I was like, Holy shit, motherfucker. Did we just become best friends, bro? <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I was an Army Ranger, right? So it was cool, dude. So luckily I had that dude on my side, man, and, and uh, we got through the academy. The academy is tough, man. You get there. They ask, like, who has military experience? I did my best to not raise my hand because I just didn't want extra attention on me. I'd rather try and be the gray man as long as possible. It doesn't really happen when you have a chin like mine.
1: But, I mean, do they already know that you were in the military? So I think they They, do. they asked, or so they were just kind of staring at you? Like, yeah. is this guy going to raise one guy his hand? and
0: one guy says, if I look at your file and I find out that you, weren't mili- uh, that you were military and you didn't raise your hand, we're going to have a problem. So obviously then, boom, that's when my hand raised they started asking questions like, What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? I didn't say anything other than, um, I'm a drill sergeant. So, obviously, I became one just of the try classes. to be coy. I wasn't going to say anything else, dude. I? I don't want, I don't need attention on me, man. I just want to freaking get through the damn class. You think that target on your back when you right. start tell them that you're, you know, yeah, a I ranger thought, and all that yeah, kind of stuff? kind of a big deal, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, nah, I was just like, whatever. So, uh, we get it. We do it. It was tough, man, because obviously, I don't read very fast. Um, school was never a strong suit and a lot of the academy was uh, immigration law was just was law was fucking reading and writing and studying and tests, tests, tests and like I was very fortunate enough to barely get through it I had some a lot of my friends Chris Smilo freaking Miguel Malari freaking Daniel Ramirez like these are guys at the top of my head that helped me study to get through this course
1: yeah didn't you say that you, you didn't finish very high in the, in the no ten- academic
0: wise I was one of the worst and- academic wise I barely got through Yeah, I actually barely got through academic wise. You had, I believe, it was an eighty percent, and I I was probably like an eighty two. You see, and that was because the last test put me over to the eighty two. Like I was, I was blade running this motherfucker, right? Like it was scary. (laughs) But then you got physical fitness. I'm one of the top guys. I was actually number two in physical fitness. My buddy Miko Malarie again, the motherfucker beat me, which pissed me off more than anything, right? Um, but I had a lot of issues in the academy as well, dude. Like, like besides that, I also graduated with the Leadership Award. That's not, whatever, right? It's another one, it's Congeniality Awards, because I knew had how to, how to shine boots and, and, and square people away. Yeah, I got the Leadership Award, which is it's cool. I, I'll take it, but it is what it is. But at one point, man, so just so I didn't have to sh- cut my hair, I shaved my head. And the only clothes I brought was like white t-shirts, because it's not a fashion show for me either. So I had some white shirts, regular old pants, had a shaved head, obviously I have the tattoos.
1: Just looking gay. Looking like a damn cholo. Right. Looking gangster. And I don't mean
0: to do that. I wear my ball caps. I got my straight bills. There was a dude out there at lunch, he sits there and this is a big Bor had a big problem with this. A lot of guys were were there was a lot of people that were f- being found to have, have ties with cartels and gangs.
1: Oh, get yeah, to helped him help him right. get through and all right, that. Right, help him get through.
0: And so obviously, uh, they looked at me and, and, and they profiled it, which understandable, but The guy didn't even get a chance to talk to me. He just saw I actually was put under investigation for gang affiliation right away. And I told him, I said, dude, like, if you knew me, you would know that's not the case. Like, I'm nothing, not even close to that, (laughs) right? You know, so. I stayed away from that. Right. So, right away, boom, I get hit with an investigation. I had to write a memo. And the Border Patrol, you understand, every time you get in trouble, you got to write a memo. Anytime someone puts you in question, you got to write a memo. So, I had my first memo second memo, I used to wear a KA bracelet. I haven't got one in a while. Actually, I need one. So if any of you guys out there listening, if you got an extra KA bracelet, I'm looking for my uh, a Dale Brim, a Ricardo Barraza KA bracelet. I've had them before. I don't have them anymore. Um, if anyone has an extra one, please send them my way. I'd appreciate that. But uh, So I had my, my Dale Brim and Ricardo Barraza uh, KA bracelet. And so they told me that I had to take it off. That's not part of the uniform. I was like, no, nah, I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you weren't going to do right. that.
0: So I had to write a memo. So then they make us wear these things in our pockets that are called, I uh, um, forget what it's called, something like your silent partner. Something like that's what they call like your partner. Other border agent who's passed away, right? And so I had that in my pocket. And, they, and again, they made me write a number, another memo about not taking on my bracelet. And I wrote this memo and said, listen, you asked me to have my silent partner. I was like, I have my silent partners on my wrists as well. I was like, these guys from the military, blah, 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 Argued it the whole way. Finally, I got a memo back saying, you can keep it. Thank you. So that's another issue.
1: Yeah, like I was gonna take it off anyway. Right.
0: And so then the third issue. I get locked out of my room. I go there and I ask a lady I was like politely, dude. I use you know me, I use manage for everything. Yeah. So definitely. this one girl I've never even met, I've never said a word to. Just thanks, ma'am. She walks up, unlocks my door, boom. I go in. The next day, I'm accused of sexual harassment of this girl. Bro, you know how scared I was?
1: Damn, I bet.
0: How scary is that? Like I've never like I'm like who? They're like, Oh, she works on I was like, who? They show me pictures, I don't fucking know, I, mean, I, don't, I think that's the girl opened my fucking door. Like, I don't fucking know, dude, I swear to you. Now, I have none to hide, right? So I'm like, <laughs> I was like, dude, you can do whatever you want. Look at the cameras. If there's cameras, look. I, I said one word to her, thank you. Something like that. Thank you, ma'am. Boom. And so it was obviously investigated. She threw claims out on multiple different dudes and found that she was lying.
1: It's like, you're definitely guilty until proven. Dude, on that I deal. was,
0: uh, yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, great. Like, that's the last thing. So obviously, I'm writing another fucking memo, dog. And I'm like, dude. Did you break the class record for uh, most yeah, memos? No, I'm like, dude, how many fucking memos? I had to write a memo because I failed a couple of tests. So I'm below the standard. And so I'm writing a memo. Dude, I had so many goddamn memos, bro. I became an expert in memos before I even got out of the academy. Whatever the case, uh, <laughs> I get through that. I get to the Spanish portion. Oh, I took all kinds of shit because of my last name is Vargas, and I don't know how to speak Spanish, right? <laughs> and I and I still don't know a lot of Spanish. I learned working Spanish. I know I sound like, "Get your fucking hands up, please." I don't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I know. <laughs> Listen, you came from Mexico, and I saw you. I'm gonna assume you're illegal. Let's just let's just. Can you make this easy on me? Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably the one part of my my job I wish I I wish I improved. I would say I wish the border patrol improved on teaching Spanish, I, and I and I don't blame them. Um, there's a big influx of, of border patrol agents they want to get them in and get them out as soon as possible I've heard the original Spanish from the border patrol was was harder was way harder and heard it became more proficient at the language not just working Spanish uh, that would be a gripe I guess uh, as 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 functional as you should be uh, you really aren't well they need more like uh, with
1: the way everything's going right now they're gonna need more agents yeah and it's an interesting possible. man like
0: my views on immigration is just one of these it's it's this weird thing like Let's just hit that real quick so we all understand we're on the same page. I believe uh, immigration needs to be more, there needs to be more education. I think um, illegals, uh, illegal immigrants, I think people coming from other countries need to have a better education on what the rules are here so they know what what, what can happen. Uh, I believe a lot of them are fooled in believing that they can come here and do this and do that and and, and stay here. Um, so I think that's partly our fault. I think America needs to give a better education to other countries on how to become citizens. And I believe we need to make it, I wouldn't say easier, but a more fluent, flowing system to get people that have good backgrounds, that have no... no uh, illegal criminal history and great education people that we want here right and as well as some of the the people that just work their asses off migrant workers whatever the case you want to call them that want to come here just do work and go back i mean i'm good with that right for me personally but at the same time it's just one of those things like if you do the proper paperwork and do it right it shouldn't be as hard and it's super hard i mean yeah it's very difficult i have a friend i have a friend whose wife's coming from england and just it took 12 years 13 years 14 years right really yeah that's crazy. No, that's, uh, and that's true. And it, and it and it's terrifying for them to try and pass and fail and stuff like that. And some people are here for work visas, some are here for for all these well, other different reasons.
1: I've heard I've heard things where people from other like, you have to take a test to be a citizen, right? There is. There's a, there's so a naturalization that, test. There's yeah. a test that I mean most 50% or if not more Americans we'll can't even pass. Yeah, oh, yeah. they did but they'd fail it.
0: I've never tried it, but we should try it. All right, I'm yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, let's find it. But the case is um, I understand why people want to come to America. Right? Plain and simple. Absolutely. It's the greatest country in the world. I I believe that. I believe it's one of those places where you can be as successful as you fucking want. You can work your ass off. And a lot of the other countries don't have that opportunity for them. So, of course, you want to come here. right? I also understand the threat that we have with uh, terrorists trying to come into here and and act as if they want to be acting citizens but turn around and fucking bring harm to America. So, I know that too. right? So, I'm sitting on the fence of both sides. I've lived the life of seeing terrorism overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan. So, I'm a little bit more sensitive to that side of things. I also come from my my half-Mexican side. My grandmother or my grandmother's family is originally from Mexico, right? And I understand why they came to America in the first place, right? For the land of the free, the land of, of opportunity. Yeah, if they didn't come
1: over here, you wouldn't be where you're at now.
0: Correct. My mother wouldn't be where she was at and then continue on with, with the cycle. And so it's always a tough thing to talk about and to understand and be in the position where I've had guys, um, illegal immigrants, that you do your job and I... I, I, I snag up and you know we we, we bring into custody um and, and they question you like dude aren't you mexican and you're like fuck, you know and <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah yeah it's i am of- dude but but i'm also doing my job i'm also doing my job in in the best way i see fit to protect america and america and if you're coming here illegally there's either one you're uneducated to know there's a right way of system to do it or you've done it wrong in the past because you were fooled and now you have to only do it this way or you have a criminal record that's pretty fucking shady and you can't do it the right way. So there's a lot of reasons why, and I don't know how to decipher that by looking in you in the eyes. So all I have to do is do the right thing by arresting you, bringing you into custody, and let the courts figure that shit out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you just got to do your job. And that's essentially what you're doing, right? So there we go. So uh, we get out of the academy. I get out of the regular academy, get out of the Spanish academy, boom, I head over there. So you still have two years of uh, trying to be a regular border trade agent. You have two years of doing the... Uh, field training pretty much they call it right you're doing testing you're doing all this really sh- weird shit but you're still learning how to be a board trader right um
1: wow that's a long time you really specialized in it
0: well it, but consider a journeyman yeah right.
1: i mean because like a police officer's not the same way is it like grad- it's a well
0: usually it is about a one year two year uh, what do they call that they call it um it's like apprenticeship probation.
1: a probation okay probation, apprenticeship, apprenticeship thing like that They something?
0: usually are about two years it's somewhere around there and you can't try for any special operations teams or anything Until those two years. And in those two years, you're learning your job, you're being proficient at your job, considered a journeyman. I think that's right. I think it's about right. Honestly, for that job, for understanding your job, knowing your location, you got to show up to an area that's probably, I don't know, I'm going to say 100 miles. And it's probably a little bit more than that. And you have to understand which each area in this hundred miles is, and where every sensor is, and this, where all the, where all the 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 key terrain features. So if I'm over here chasing a guy, I'd be like, hey, over here by the red tree, and everyone knows what the red tree means. Yeah, you were
1: telling me the other day right. how you guys use like you landmarks, just, like a- yeah,
0: there's landmarks, right? There's a hill, there's a maybe a, an old broken down bus, man. There's an old fucking gate, right? And so you have these landmarks, the balaso gate, right? These these the the Christmas tree. These are all things that are landmarks. That knowing your area, knowing your terrain very well, you can help assist some of your partners. In the event that they have a lot of illegals coming their way right and so yeah. catching illegal immigrants is one thing but i think the most exciting thing i've ever done was catching uh dope you know i think that's always the the the, the adrenaline <coughs> kick. i think
1: that would be something that i'd be more worried about if i was a border patrol agent would be get busting the busting the drug like the drug runners well, you and know things like that you know there's you multiple
0: know. things that come with that they're associated with weapons quite a bit Right, cartels. Right, cartels. Blah 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 blah. So yeah, I think there's a more of a thrill in that. It's exciting. It's exciting that the the thing about the, the being a border agent is exciting. Being a regular border agent on the line, working the line, right? They call it holding line, working the line. Whatever the case, um, is fun. It's fun because you got them who, who are human beings who have all their wits about them to try and get across, and try and fool you, and you're doing everything you can to make sure you catch them. So and essentially, it's this cat and mouse game. It's fun as fuck. It really is um whatever your political views on it all it just turns into this crazy job like it's one of the most exciting jobs outside of the military for me because there is always a threat there's always a threat of one of these guys wanting to fight there's there's a threat they know that potentially if they have a uh, criminal background they're going to prison a lot of things right well it's a huge chess match it is and what's more exciting than that right it's, it's wild it's scary it's fucking cool right uh then you got you got uh when it comes now you got drugs involved oh shit son did you ever
1: pop open a truck and it was like full of something you're like oh yeah. boom yeah i'm getting I, the paper
0: for this one dude, <laughs> no, no, not the paper but you, just, you just pop and you would be like bro <laughs> you know what i mean like well, hey, well here we go i've done it where you just run up and dudes get nervous and they drop the bundles and they run off right i've, I've done it where dude there's, there's some crazy shit right so while I was still a regular board of I had one of my – one of my man, I had all these partners. And I'm just – give a shout-out to all you guys. You guys remember this. Echo three seven five three seven five. I used to stay on the radio and just fucking piss people off. My, my supervisor hated me because I couldn't do the paperwork. Dude, I was getting threatened to, to get fired because I couldn't do the paperwork. Because obviously, dude, I'm not very smart when it comes to paperwork, right? I don't read very well. I make a lot of mistakes. All this stuff. And he's telling me, like, listen, you might be good at the job, but you fucking can't do pay for, for shit. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Right? Thanks for being honest. Yeah, Mr. Nunez, Mr. Bunting, I love you guys. Uh, but the thing is, I had my, my boy, um, Carlos uh, De Leon, is one of my partners that they just connected us together because we worked our asses off. We were trying to find shit, right? we go from one area, skip our area, and go straight to the, sh- the shit, right? Shit's going down. Fuck this. Let's go. Right? You know, I got Molina. I got freaking Cisneros. I got freaking Amart. I got freaking Big O, man. I got uh, Cruz, De La Cruz, man. All these is uh, Nicholas Soto. I got Nicholas Soto. These, these are all my boys, right? Like Cody Murphy. I got all these dudes that are like my boys, man. I had so much fun with, but we fucking were out there doing our job, right? Just having a blast. And me and me and Carlos did our best to try and get into it, get into some uh, crazy shit. But one of the days, my partner was. Hartung? No. I can't even think of his name right now. Damn it. He's going to give me shit for this, too. But check this out. He it's okay. Of, you don't
1: remember a lot of names.
0: Right. I'm bad with names. I'm bad with names. But th- he was one of the newer guys on the t- on the unit. We were working together this, this day. Um, we got some intel that, that they're probably going to be dropping some dope somewhere in an area that we knew that was, that was a high traffic area. Um, and so I laid up. And laid up means I just got out the vehicle and found a like, little hide spot. Got my binoculars out. Got my radio on. You know, I'm just kind of low vis and just, just I had eyes on the location the whole time.
1: Just eating your sandwich, looking. Just chilling. Yeah.
0: Just chilling, watching every vehicle, noting and like, hey, got a, got a green vehicle coming. There, blah, 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 blah. Right, and boom! I see this white fucking Jeep Cherokee back up to the fence. That it's it's a known load up spot, right? Because they're coming straight from the river. It's just a good spot to come in where no cameras could probably see them. A lot of different reasons why they would use that trail so often. I see it. And I tell my boys like, hey, they're loading up, bro. They're loading, they're on this street. And I can't even remember the street, but it was it was in Camargo, right? I'm just like calling out the street and uh he's on it dude so he's coming up that street i pack up all my shit and start running i have my m4 on me right i got my fucking mags on me i got all my fucking my pistol everything so i'm heavy so i'm trying to run out there i probably got a good half mile i have to run to get on the onto the road that they're at so they pass me they don't even see me right i'm thinking like hey game on dude like he's going straight for my boy and i finally get to the road as i see them they're probably about a half mile away from me now up the road and i see my boy turn with his lights on and fucking coming at him right it's on they stop they reverse boom rear reverse into him
1: oh they hit your buddy
0: yeah they hit the vehicle bam he's like and he's calling on the radio i'm like shit's about to go down here brother right so they're coming now they're coming right at me bro and everything's in my head i'm thinking okay they got a vehicle if they come at me it's gonna be lethal force i'm gonna fucking smoke these dudes they've already hit my boy and i'm trying to get all the facts together for for justifying a kill and then I'm also thinking like, okay, if I shoot them, they're still going to hit run me over, right? So what am I going to do? And so there was a little water ditch to the right side. And so I'm already thinking like, and, and all this, you know, your mind kind of just comes into work and starts thinking all the, all the years of tactical and everything else. I'm thinking about like, what's going to be the smartest move here for me to one, take out this threat. Part of me wanted just to fucking shoot him anyways, right? It's like, what a badass moment to kind of shoot a motherfucker, right? And then (laughs) (laughs) the other part of me is like, do the right thing. If I need to shoot him, I have to shoot him. If I don't need to shoot him, don't shoot him, right? There's all this shit. I think they saw me in the road with my rifle up and got nervous. I'm kind of pieing to the right because I'm trying to get myself body in position to jump into this little ditch if they do keep coming. I'm also making sure I pie enough that if I do engage, my shots aren't going to hit my partner that's just right behind him. Right, so I'm trying to make the right angle, the perfect angle. And I think they see me, and they probably get intimidated because I got a bigger rack on than most fucking border trains normally wear. I look way too tactical for a regular border train. Let's just <laughs> say that, right?
1: <laughs> most of the people don't even wear a vest or yeah, anything. Yeah, and I'm
0: fucking over here with fucking bells and whistles coming out of this motherfucker, right? And so so as they see me, they're probably like, who the fuck is this Terminator? And they both jump out. Boom. So they slam on it. They jump out and start running. I'm like, here we fucking go. So we're able to snag up the dude, able to snag up the chick. <clears throat> And fucking, the, the, you know, the cavalry comes in and helps us out with this one. We got 800 pounds of dope. We got the two fucking people. We got all this fucking intel. Boom. What an awesome fucking moment, right? And it, my, my heart was raised and thinking, dude, I almost smoked these motherfuckers. Like, like, the dude in the driver's seat was about to be done. And the next shot was her. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. I was thinking, here we go. Cool thing is, it turned out to be a really good stop. Got a lot of info off. It just turned out to be a really good play. Dude, weeks, <clears throat> weeks prior, probably months prior, that girl was actually... S- apprehended almost the same exact way, and she ran her vehicle into the fucking river.
1: Just got <laughs> out and then swam back across. Swam back.
0: Broke her arm and everything. That's crazy. 16 year old girl. 17 year old girl. Really? Yeah. She was just, she was, uh, people didn't assume that she was uh, a smuggler and she was smuggling. Just a young, just being Yeah, young but when girl, you was, get paid, when you get paid, like, listen, a lot of these border towns. They look
1: for, look for people that you're not going to suspect.
0: Well, a lot of these border towns are, uh, a lot of these border towns, average income, 25, 30, 30K a year, right? Some cartel member, someone that has a wealthy amount of money, is going to offer you a lot of money. You know, some of these people take it. That's on them. You know what I mean? We do our job. They do their job. They do whatever. You know, it is what it is. It's a weird situation, right? So that's just like one story. Man, here, here's the thing. Still, we're coming up at 38 minutes.
1: <laughs> you got to, you got to tell your story.
0: We might have to have a part one and a part two. <laughs> that's. Fine. I think I think we're gonna have to have a part two because I want. There's a little bit more. There's more. You can tell it all. I mean. Now let's just keep going. All right, so that's just one. Then no, we're just gonna keep going. If we have to chop it up to two, we'll chop it up to two. All right, All right those of you guys listening, we're just gonna keep on going. If we have to chop them two, we'll release them both the same day, so you guys have them both. Um, so that's just one like really cool opportunity I had. Right, one wild wild time we had. You know, it's gotta be crazy to have that
1: mindset though when you're doing it. I don't know. Like, so
0: you know what I mean? I've noticed that it's it's just years of training, right? Years of training, years of. Living, growing up in an area where you always have to kind of have your head on swivel. You know, there was drive-bys as a kid when I was at my buddy's houses. You know, I was at my boy's house. There was drive-bys there. We heard it down the street. There's things like you just know when to be smart. When it, So it's kind of raised with the street smarts already. Then you get in the military. And you start learning the tactical side of things and, and your thought process. And, and you're able to, while training in that kind of environment, it becomes a second nature to you. Like, I'm able to think a lot better under stress maybe than others. I don't know. But I know I feel everything slows down. Thought processes are made. You know what I mean? I mean, just today, Hunter was in the fucking car, and he scared me because he was in the car grabbing something. I was going in there to get the kids dinner. I looked back and said, hey, and I almost reached for him. The whole thought, I looked at him like, do I know him? I don't know him. And then I looked at, shit, that's Hunter, and I stopped. I almost snatched up my own fucking son.
1: Oh, because he was out—he was just in the car grabbing something. You right. thought somebody was He's breaking in, in your Yeah, car. he was
0: in there grabbing a fucking CD or something like that. And I didn't know he was in there. I sat in the car. I turned around, and I saw a face. He got scared, made a weird face right, like a scared face and it didn't look like him I couldn't recognize him yeah so I fucking re- reached at him like hey! like I was gonna fucking hit grab and then punch right and then I look again and he just starts crying I'm like whoa you' like my wait dad. a minute
1: that's my son and I
0: told him' I was like son you can't just sneak up on dad like that dude like I'm a little crazy right but but the Christian was like you good I was like yeah man I'm a little stunned right now because like the whole th- I had a whole thought process before I snatched him up and I realized it's my son and that bothers me but at the same time like if it was a bad guy I would have snatched his fucking up. Your son. Right, so it's this weird thing, right? And it's just years of doing this, right? Even in the prison system, when I got in a fight uh, with that inmate,
1: did I say? That? Did I tell anyone that story? You told me something like God, hey, it's another
0: like one. <laughs> we'll talk about that one later. We'll talk prison stories next. Well, yeah, right? We gotta
1: have got to have a prison story in the next one. Yeah, but, but there was actually a guy that there was a couple ad. guys have written in. And oh, okay, said, cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, we'll do that. Uh, but yeah, so so that's just before I got into the the poor star, right? So this is just a lot of fun stuff like that. And that was a, one of my favorite units, man, and it was so a bunch of great guys and. You know, all you guys out there in Eagle Pass, uh, North and South, man. You, you guys, you guys know I miss you. And you know I, know I love you guys, and uh, honor first and be safe. Uh, we'll continue on now.
1: So, was Borstar stands for border, like, border search, search team and rescue? It's or something? search
0: trauma and rescue. Search trauma, trauma rescue. And rescue. Okay. <clears throat> and so, uh, my two years came up. I actually spent a year that activated as a drill sergeant. Luckily, being in the military, my time kept going. I got out, was able to finish my training in time to try out. It was BORSTAR showed up before Boarattack. Just, just timing. Um, I, like I said, I was kind of over the tactical scene because of the fact I felt like I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna play Army Ranger when I wasn't an Army Ranger anymore. Right? I kind of felt like I wanted to do medical and maybe, hopefully, do the tactical guys some right by being a ta- a good tactical medic. Really, it's kind of like that's where my heart was at at the time. You know, um, lost some of those those two my, my two boys. I wasn't there, but in my head it was just what chased me to want to be better medical you know and so i this 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 is the conflict i've had remember my, my counselor and and so i, I chose like i'm gonna go board starting, right and so i started training for that i've always been a pretty good swimmer you know what i mean and so um the swimming portion was easy the running wasn't so easy anymore now i'm now i'm 30 something i was like 20 Eight twenty nine 29 at the time or 28 at the time or something like a 27 maybe you hit that 30 year old thing yeah my body th- was was wasn't as as in shape as it used to be i wasn't running as well as you soon so the running was it was a little bit of pain in the ass so we showed up to um we showed up to man where the hell the same place where buds training is done uh san diego yeah and we did the training right next to them they did the training we'd be right next to them and it was crazy and i almost felt like our instructors were trying to compete with them that's not good. <laughs> Dude, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was tough. I'll tell you right now, like, I have respect for, for being part of the Ranger Regiment, and that's one of my things I'll always pay homage to. I love them. And at the same time, his Borstar selection was such a respectable selection. Uh, it was scary. I. It was the only time in my life I felt about quitting, because at the, uh, it was probably day seven, maybe day six. My knee was so swollen and painful that... Uh, I told myself like, oh man, I'm in such pain, and I was holding everyone back so bad. I thought about quitting, and I got emotional thinking about like, damn, dude, like I didn't, I didn't think anyone had it in me to push me to the point where I felt like quitting. You know what I mean? I quit. I've quit for one thing in my life, and it was football one year because I was just fucking senior year. I didn't want to get hurt. Baseball was more important. You know, it's just it wasn't a passion of mine. And that, and I still and it, wasn't, it
1: wasn't a mental thing.
0: Right? And it was exactly. It wasn't because it, wasn't it was too hard. It was just fucking more didn't want it. This, my heart wanted it, and 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 mentally, I was I was breaking because the pain was so bad. I saw I was the asshole in the room. You know, when you look back and you're the worst one in the room. That was me. You're the pile. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm going with pile, and so it started getting frustrating. And the fucking the one of the one of my boys, McCardo, he was running there with me. He goes, "You might as well quit now, eighty-three. Look at you, you're so far back, eighty-three. What's the fucking point, eighty-three? You fucking can't. Maybe next year, 83. And I'm like, "Motherfucker, dude, this guy." He was just doing it to fire you up. Yeah, no, he's just doing it to fucking get me to quit. Because there's oh. there's a little bit of honor in that, right? They're like yeah. as an instructor, you gotta gotta quit. You're like, ah, yeah, get the fuck out of here. You ain't ready. But the, but selections do need to be tough. They need to be tough in a sense where you want to make sure you can you're getting a guy that's gonna be to the left and to the right of you, at probably one of the scariest, hardest times of your lives, and know that he's gonna put out. And so I get it. And um, I told myself somehow somehow I pulled myself. And I swear to you, I, to this day I don't know what. And maybe it was a good good Lord above me knew I should have done it. But either way, you just kind of black. I out. told myself I said, if I quit. It better be because my knee explodes. It better just go. So then I have a really good excuse of why I quit because I have an ACL tear, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I just blew kept, this thing out. Right. I kept going. Uh, luckily, a couple days later, we had a day break, and it was enough to really ice and and prep my knee, and, and I was able to get some um, anti inflammatories in me and stuff like that. And then after that, it kind of just went away. So it was really like a it was like a tendonitis, almost like a tennis knee or something like that. I don't know what it was. It was weird. Just it was painful. A
1: really bad inflammation. Thing yeah, around. but
0: at that time it wasn't a physical specimen, right? Everyone else, I used to be back in the day. Now I'm not. I'm just a guy that had a lot of experience, and so I'm helping mentor a lot of these guys to just get through it, even though it sucked, right? And my boy, even my boy Smilo, right, like tough ass dude, but like there was times when we were both. He's like, they pull us out of this bus again, dude. I'm quitting. I'm like, no, you're not, dude. You know what I <laughs> mean? And and I even looked at him with like, hey, what are you doing? Suck it up, you freaking weirdo. And he's just laughing like, fuck, dude. I don't know what got into me. I, was like, I don't know what happened right there. But it's like. You know, we we and him were together for so long from the from the base academy to to Borstar. Now me and him, you know, we're picking each other up. You know what I mean? If I'm hungry, he's giving me food. If he's hungry, give giving food. If, like vice versa, we're helping each other out, right? He's catching all kinds of shit because he's Smilo. Like he's just a big fucking strong motherfucker, right? You know, and just he's, a build ox. Right, he's just a fucking ox, and people are giving him shit because he can't do fucking flutter kicks for shit, and he has fucking like twelve abs, right? <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't matter. The kid's a monster. Right? Each of
1: those legs weigh hundred pounds. <laughs> right. Well,
0: cause, yeah, because he's got quads quads that are the size of fucking ham hocks. Damn it. But either way, he's helped me. I'm helping him, right? And we find these weak points in in, in our in our selection, and, and somehow we're able to reciprocate the favor and just give, give a little bit of a hey, quit fucking being a bitch. Let's go, you know. And then there was the day I had to jump off of a pier. <laughs> I swear to you, it's was probably the most dangerous thing I've ever done in any kind of training. And I know for a fact. And uh, look, it's the past.
1: That's cr- it's crazy jumping off a pier, bro.
0: There's no there was no safety mitigation. I'm a guy of training, right? Being a board, being being a drill sergeant for so many years. Uh, the funny thing is, is that I know their safety mitigation is one of the most important things, and and, and that's the problem here is that there was not that day. There was just a, a, a some kind of a fucking storm off the coast. The waves are fucking huge as fuck. Tsunami come. You got yeah. tsunami warnings. Yeah. No one's in the water because it's fucking dangerous. Not even surfers, right? They're just like uh, like the, the, the security, the lifeguards don't want anyone in the water because it's just fucking bad riptides and it's just fucked, right? We're running up this fucking pier and we're jogging, right? And then. I'm with, they partner me up with my boy Smith, big old Smitty. He's fucking six foot five, fucking a badass motherfucker, but not the strongest of swimmers. So they partner us up. I'm a strong swimmer. He's not a strong swimmer. We watch each other's back. And dude, there's runs where he pushed me the whole way, right? That's how, like, he just, we we, we, we hooked each other. We, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, yeah. right? So we're walking. I'm thinking, like, I'm always in the training mode, thinking, like, nah, you can't do this because, uh, this is a training school. This is a selection. And uh, this is fucking pretty dangerous. There's no yeah, way they're going to make it. they are not going to kill anybody here. They're trying to get people to quit on the on the walk. It's what I'm thinking. Then we get to the fucking end of the pier. And the instructor jumps off. I'm like, oh, my God. We're about to jump off this bitch. <laughs> dude. And then, dude. Did you want to just turn around? Everybody turn around and dude, just start running back? Or dudes what? are two by two, bro. Jumping in.
1: Jumping like
0: lemmings. In. Dude, I was like, get the fucking. I'm one of the last ones. I'm like, oh, my God. Like. I'm not gonna act scared, but I'm scared like a motherfucker, yeah, bro. What are we doing, dude? The la- I don't jump off high shit, right? The last time it was when we were in Chico, jumping off fucking Bear rock, or whatever the fuck yeah, it was up called,
1: a, up a bear hole or yeah.
0: And so it's like, oh, dude, don't tell me I'm gonna have to jump off this bitch. I fucking I hate that. And so, um, yeah,
1: it looks like you're probably sixty feet up too. It,
0: it was terrifying. It was terrifying, and the water was cold. We jumped off, and, and and again, I'm just like acting like I don't give a fuck. I'm just I just did it, right? And I'm terrified. Inside. But you're shit in your pants. I pretty the same much pissed time. and shit myself <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. So I gave myself a little bit of water anima, jumping from that high and fucking, being scared as shit. Uh, we get in the water. Me and Smitty start swimming. I'm like, all right, Smitty, let's start swimming. I'm trying to explain to him how, the, how, how waves go, right? Waves come in sets, right? And from what I'm used to, is about three sets at a time. Then you get a little bit of a break and then three sets, a little bit of a break, three sets. Kind of kind of concept, right? I've done a lot of swimming in the beaches because I grew up in, San Fernando Valley, in the San Fernando Valley. And we'd just go to fucking Santa Monica. We'd go to Venice. we go wherever the fuck. And so swimming in beaches is not unfamiliar, I'm actually pretty comfortable with it because that's kind of why I'm a stronger swimmer is doing swimming like that for so many years. We're swimming, we're swimming, we're swimming and realize like dude, it's probably a good mile swim is what it looks like. It's a long ways.
1: You guys are getting sucked
0: out. Yeah, and you just keep coming right you know, like you're you're double paddling because as you're paddling and you got to get bring back. And so it's just a pain in the ass. I start getting exhausted. And not exhausted cuz I'm doing my best to keep calm and not go so hard, but cuz I know like dude, this is going to be a tough swim. Then I'm looking at Smitty and he's same thing, you see he's nervous. And I get nervous cuz I'm like, look, if I get tired, how can I save my own fucking boy? So then I start like almost panic myself for a second. I'm like, "All right, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Here comes the first wave, dude." I said, "Smitty, you got to get below it like far. When you get under it, you'll be good and come back up and we keep going." But when you come up, there's going to be another one right behind it. Take a couple breaths, and get ready to do it again." He goes, "Okay, first one comes." I go under. I get fucking ripped out and thrown into the goddamn fucking washing machine, right? And so then I get ripped like crazy, and I come up to the top. I'm like catching my like, (gasps) And I look, and Smitty's now 20 feet from me, dude. I'm thinking, fuck. I'm like, Smitty, get down. The second wave hits. Boom. Again, dude, just fucking thrown all over the motherfucking place. And I'm thinking like, dude, either he's dead or something. And now he's like 30 feet from me. I'm like, Smitty, you got to swim. And I start swimming my ass off. The third one hits us. Boom. Right. Now we've made it through that. And he's fucking like, Vaughn, Vaughn. And I'm like, I'm coming, to Keep running, I keep swimming, I keep swimming. I'm nervous. He's nervous. He tells me later, he goes, Dude, I've never seen you nervous. And so that's why I even got more nervous. Like, yeah, bro, I got way nervous. You, show
1: that, you showed that fear a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because
0: I'm getting my ass whooped by this damn wave. And then now, see, I'm trying to say, I might have to save my boy here. And I don't know if I have enough to save him and me. So now I'm fucking terrified, dude. So we get hit by probably another six sets, uh, another two more sets. So six total waves again until we finally are able to stand on our feet. It was so fucking scary, but I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was I was terrified for me. I was terrified for my partner. I was terrified for the instructors if we might have lost someone. It was. Mm, fucking nuts did you
1: have to get back to shore or like do a head count dude, we had
0: people yeah we had people crawling on their hands and knees that kissing on the floor like thank god i made it dude there was instructors sand everywhere there was instructors that were feeling that we think some of these instructors were hung over so they were just like they're like
1: oh my god Did well, they tell the guy like what were you thinking why did you just make a do I've that i've talked
0: to these guys later on down the road and they're just like look man we thought it, you know we made it, it wasn't it wasn't the smartest choice we didn't think it was that bad a lot of these guys are good swimmers man but either way one of the scariest parts of fucking Borstar Academy, Boar Star Selection, was that uh, it was tough, man. It was tough doing it on the on the sand, where you had every day you had sand in your fucking ass, your toes, your fucking face. You know what I mean? You had. Wet I think shoes. that's just a miserable feeling too. It sucked. It sucked. And it was it was also cool. Like those for, for me are the best days of my life. Right? Like the, the shittiest fucking days where you can smile and laugh at.
1: Well, you put and you prove something to yourself. That's
0: it. Yeah, you just like fuck it, dude. You know what I mean? Like once my knee stopped hurting, I, the rest of it was it sucked, but it was fucking fun as fuck. Dude.
1: Did you get scorpions at all? Uh, what's the scorpion? The scorpion is like when you're in a wave and you get slammed over and like you hit Oh, I did it, I did it. Like hit on your yeah, face and your chest. When
0: you're back at your heels to the back of your head. Yeah. <laughs> that's the scorpion. No, dude. We did the thing where they we locked up el- arms. Like uh, a, like the otters? Just like they do fucking in, in uh Navy SEAL training, dude. Yeah. Like they is. did in butts. Yeah, they hold arms and just let the waves just blast you for a couple minutes and shit. It was fucking miserable, but either way, got through it. And uh yeah, dude. What well, what do you
1: remember your first your first uh like your first mission, your first Borstar star mission, um, or the ones that ones I would say they really uh, stick uh, out. You know, there's,
0: there's bore there's Boarstar. I remember the first time I got out of Borstar We hit me, me and Smilo had a big app. I mean, I'm talking like 38, 30, 39 people. It was like we're standing in between in a field of like, and like looks like eggs hiding in in <laughs> high weeds. Yeah, look like Easter, dude. Eggs hiding in high grass. You Just get like whoa, more, more, more. But like I think there's there's some there's some crazy ones. You know, um, I. Uh, you know, just some search and rescues. Find a guy that was lost, and he was able to call. You know, being able to find his location, track him down using a, uh, you know, finding his sign, his footprints on the floor, and then track him down and find him. him do you have to do tracking too? Like, yeah. They, they yeah. teach you guys how to track. And I all would say stuff. It's, it's based on experience. You just you you learn more by by the time you putting your boots on the ground. You know, I wasn't the greatest at it either. You know, it's my area of operation was Eagle Pass North, and and it wasn't the hardest terrain. You know what I'm saying? There was guys that had. Some, like Comstock is an area that's way out there and it's, like in the middle of nowhere. Like you have to be really good at picking up sign to, to find somebody So those guys usually turn out to be just have a lot more experience with that kind of thing. Smilo was great at it, dude. Also because he had years of hunting experience of tracking down deer and shit. Yeah. So me personally didn't have any experience. So I'm learning on the fly, man. I got decent at it. I felt I felt pretty comfortable. I could hold my own. But there was guys I've seen on, on almost a full run, be able to pick up sign and keep moving. And like that to me is like fucking impressive as shit. You that know? is crazy. Yeah, I'm not the fucking great at that <laughs> shit, dude. Terrible they're Spanish. Like, from, I'm like, uh,
1: they're like, Vargas is over here. You're like, I what? Keep hear, I
0: keep hearing myself like, man, I was a terrible agent. I couldn't yeah. speak Spanish. Can't fucking track anyone. I'm like, the fuck? I almost drowned. <laughs> <I> almost drowned. <laughs> so, uh, oh, no, man. So we had some, I had a cool swift, swift water rescue. You know, that was pretty cool. We rescued about eight guys one day and it was, it was pretty scary for me and, and it was exciting. And, and just to hear the guys just be just, just honored that you're able to save them and them say thank you. And that doesn't say. That's kind of what, I
1: get, what well, it's got to be about. It's, it's is, the best feeling in the world. Is, dude. You know, when you when you say somebody, you find yeah, somebody. Yeah, these
0: guys like big old dudes, just grown man hugging me, man. And it's like you know, because I just rescued them off. I the mean, top. they were terrified. Yeah, terrified. You know, the oil rigger vehicle they got flipped over because of the water. They didn't expect the water to be as powerful. So yeah, dude, those are the things you do it for, right? You do, that's why I I want to choose that route. Um, it didn't take long for the tactical team to have interest in me and wanted me to join them, and I shit, I wanted to do that myself, you know. Um, I caught a lot of sh- I caught a little bit of shit from the tactical side. There was guys that didn't understand one, I wasn't very vocal about my background. Two, um, some of the guys in Bortec were very cocky about what they actually do, you know. There's a lot of guys that weren't, a lot of guys that weren't, but there's a few that always, you know, the those few bad apples that wanted to act like they were God's gift. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes spoiled the the, the the views of who they really were. You know, I mean, Bortac is a great unit. I think they're very successful in what they do. Um, and and uh, but there's always there's always assholes in every group. You know, what every, what
1: I mean? you're you're gonna find assholes everywhere. you go.
0: Yeah, there's always an asshole. in every, every job. So there's a few of those guys. One time a medic said something to me like, I mean, one time one of the one of the tac dudes said something to me like, like, well, why would we? Because they usually don't bring fucking medics on the objective. Usually the medic stays in the vehicle. And I explained, they're like, fuck you, dude. Fucking, I'm going to be out there in a fucking mission with you guys. Like, I'm a shooting medic. I shoot first before I fucking do anything. Like, don't fucking, t- don't, don't treat me like that. For some reason, there was this, this missing link in the, in the, the blending of Borestar and bortac. There's a lot of pushback from bortackers. Like, cl- like
1: real clicky kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And they just felt like, uh, I think they felt like it wasn't, it wasn't as important or wasn't needed or, or, or that some of the medical guys don't have the skill sets, whatever the case. And, I think now things have changed a lot, from guys like me, guys like Smilo, guys like fucking uh, the White Rhino. They call him out of Tucson. You know what I mean? Like these, these these guys that were medics, but they want to be tactical medics, and they want to be proficient tactical medics, and they were they were they want to be shooters first, and it's just it's a weird thing that it didn't transition from the military over into the border patrol soon enough right for some reason it's this big lag of 10 years of fucking experience thinking like every infantry unit has their medics and every infantry unit also has your fucking average fucking infantry dude has a high level of medical skill we used to send a lot of guys to EMT school we used to send a lot of guys you know I was doing fucking live tissues on fucking goats you know what i'm saying like like so i had already a good foundation of medical you know what i mean from before the military from after the military until fucking now you know what i mean so it was like you know i did those years of fucking EMDC all this stuff so like you can't tell me i can't do the tactical side when i've done it for fucking four years in real life time environments right and then i've come to be a medic to help you you're going to give me shit you're going to say i'm the liability <laughs> Bitch, I'll tell you right now who will fucking fire back in a firefight first. Like, I'm the asshole who's going to try and smoke someone first and then fucking start doing medical. But in, in, the, real, in the real essence of combat medical, it's self-aid, buddy aid, higher level of care. If I got shot, I'm not depending on anyone else to help me besides myself first. If the threat is subdued and it's safe, then you'll have a buddy help you out. Right? Then if once that's done and the threat is completely gone, let's get this individual to a higher level of care. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because what happens is this: if if I get sh- if I'm down there, boom, 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 I get shot and I can help myself, and I'm not, I'm an asshole, right? If I'm asking for my boy to help me and the fu- and they haven't subdued the threat, potentially now he's another threat. He's another uh, casualty. Yeah. Right. And it's this hard world of reality, like. Fuck you, dude. Sorry. I got to kill this guy first before I fucking help you. So start helping yourself. Drag yourself to fucking cover. Do something other than just sit there fucking whining while I fucking try and take out the threat and make the situation better for all of us, right? Because it's a team here, right? And so that's the, that's the reality of it. And the other reality of it is like every other every motherfucker on your team better know how to put on a tourniquet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: All of every like, train in that one. Yeah, like help
0: yourself, bitch. Like if you're waiting for the medic to come put a tourniquet on you, you're an asshole, <laughs> sir. It's-
1: Vince, I need you to reply. My
0: doc, <laughs> doc, can you put this turn? Can <laughs> Fuck the you, asshole. Police. dude. I've had like it's funny when you're a medic, these guys sometimes they ask you, like, hey, man, can you f-, like my buddy Vicini, He went to tackle these motherfuckers and he cut his fucking nose. and He's like, hey, dude, I was like, what can you do? I looked at him, I was like, nothing, bro. <laughs> and he's like, you're a shitty medic, Throw <laughs> some cotton balls. In I it. Like, I was like, I went and got some fucking uh, uh like, like, fucking flower colored fucking uh, band aids for the next time, right? And you're like, don't ask me for some fucking petty ass shit, dude. Like, I'm a medic, but I'm not that kind of a medic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to cater to you, yeah i'm not gonna fucking suck your toes motherfucker i just know some basics here and there man. i know how, like here's what i, I don't even want to be a medic if i don't have to i want to fucking smoke a smoking, motherfucker and be like we all just cheer but either way uh so my experience became you know a tactical medic for the Bortec team uh i did a couple operations out there in um mccallan area you know we did some we did some stuff down there because it got pretty hot and heavy over there you know um
1: that's in Texas yeah that's in Texas is that like McAllen Air Force Base or no no
0: it's McAllen I don't even know what the fuck McAllen there's just one area dude it's by McAllen it's uh and it's like Rio it's fucking La Gruya it's fucking Rome Roma I think it's called but this area by Falcon Lake remember have you heard of Falcon Lake never heard of it it's one of the top like bass fucking places in Texas I guess oh okay um, at one point, there was this family. I guess there was a couple that were out there. They were doing doos or some shit like that, and one of them got killed by a cartel. And it's like, so it's a, it's a Falcon Lake is a lake that is known to people transport drugs. That whole area though is kind of infested with a cartel. Kind of like the, the, a lot of the stuff that's going on with look, the drug war and all the stuff like that. So it's a hot and heavy area. It's also kind of overran, you know. And so so we had missions out there for a little while and trying to fucking help mitigate some of the space. And man. Crazy operations out there. I'm talking like stuff that you've seen on Border Wars was that's us, dude. That was that was the work, like crazy. I mean, I mean chases. I mean, fucking bundles flying right back into the fucking lake, dude, and then fucking swimming back and getting it right. Like like fucking, it wasn't it wasn't unheard of to go in on a house that had fucking like eighteen thousand pounds stored in there. It was a stash house.
1: That's crazy. I mean,
0: it's not unheard of, dude, and it's not unheard of to to have like local fucking the local populace helping right you know what I mean? Like oh, they're getting old, paid too an old man with a phone just fucking saying hey you know you got border patrol they're, they're scouting over. for them so it was a wild it was a wild time man it was probably the, some of the best fucking work we've done you know what i mean first time i ever caught a fish was on falcon lake <laughs> you got you a know? picture with yeah it? i got a picture somewhere on my instagram didn't you say you don't you kill me you, it you almost killed, me. killed you yeah one of the fish bones got stuck in my throat and i almost died I'm terrified <laughs> either way man we just had some fun out there doing our job but um then I got the opportunity to go freaking to, to SOG. Um, some of the board techers I worked at, let me just throw those names out there. Felix, man, my boy Felix. That's right, I got the, the guy named Big Poppy. Big Poppy came from those guys. Oh, okay. That's where you got yeah, it Yeah, so it was Big Papa. It was uh, Vicini and then Big Poppy because you know, it was me. And so I had some awesome dudes that were, that were out there with me at that time, man. Um, man. Jacqueline Ben Jacqueline fucking dude. There's so many dudes. It's just a great time man. and that's when you are doing these awesome missions You're cratching a lot of fucking bad dudes and you're fucking putting fucking knuckleheads away and you're just doing the job Essentially you're doing what I did overseas in country with less less lethal force, right? You're, you're your Engagements are not as high as expected or people believe
1: well, Yeah, you're not like you're at a different kind of war. It
0: is it is it's really snatch and grab You know and you, your weapon is there for the fact that the potential can be there when you're dealing with drugs there's always that potential, you know? And so um, it's fun, great, scary, cool. It's, it's probably the best time of my life, right? And then I jumped on. Oh, wait, what's
1: up? Oh, I was going to say, like, how often did you run into, like, because I know, like, the coyote problem is, like, the, you know, with the coyotes. The, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times they'll just take people out there and just kind of leave them, right? Well, it just
0: depends, yeah. Like, like you know, I can't say. There's some coyotes that, that their job was to get the, um, the illegals to actual safety and get them into wherever else they were going another safe house whatnot and there was jobs some of those coyotes were just leaving hanging so then we would approach them and then boom they get drug swept the other way cat and mouse game that it, is most of the coyotes are under underage 16 15 14 so you can't really do anything to you them. do none you arrest them they, they know how to roll their own fingers they fucking tell you like let me get a breeder on a fucking gatorade dog i'm gonna roll my fingers <laughs> to get me out of here <laughs> it's like damn motherfucker <laughs>
1: Oh shit! That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, dude. So then uh, I ended up going to SOG. Uh, I started instructing for the Boarstar Academy. I helped uh, develop in what it is today. That is a no shit truth. I helped rewrite and kind of organize the the, the academy to be more proficient in training and being a good selection, as well as uh, the the involvement of tactical medical.
1: No more jumping off peers.
0: No more jumping off peers. <laughs> yeah. No. no more jumping off peers. We were the last hard class. <laughs> but again like that's so I helped it turn it in and I I hope it's still doing the right thing today I mean maybe it's always gonna evolve into the better situation but you know I was there for the for class uh, 23 24 25 and uh, as well as then I jumped on with the BORTAC team again over here in SOG and uh, we all know how that turned out I ended up um, my last mission my last mission was with um, my last mission was with the BORTAC team um, and and I left in New York, the two escaped convicts. Yeah, I remember, that was big news. Yeah, it was big news. It was national news. Two escaped convicts out of New York, um, they thought they might be going north, they might be going south, either way, they activated us. Uh, we were just we were just uh, in fucking another place out that way, in Virginia, doing some training, you know what I'm saying? And so we came home for like two days, boom, flipped around, went back, got activated. It was all good, we jumped on board, went to the mission, um, started searching, doing everything we could to try and find these dudes. By the time we got there, um, a lot of the sign was washed and stepped on and beat, and so it's hard to track when, when uh, we're not the first ones on the ground. I think the Border Patrol is some of the best trackers in the world because of the fact it's what we do every day. You know what I'm saying? And so when when the Border Patrol gets called in and, and the area's already fucked up, it's hard to get. Yeah, there's nothing you can really do. Though. Yeah. So we, we had some cool operations. We freaking, we, we, we air assaulted into a fucking abandoned building that we heard that they were there. We fucking did a boat fucking mission straight onto as fast as we could, jumped onto the fucking island that, that they were there as well. You know what I mean? And just kept coming up short, just, just a day late and a dollar short. Uh, at the time, my daughter was turning, uh, how old is she now? 12, 15. I don't know. She was probably turning, probably nine, 10, something like that. Nine, I think it was. And, um, uh, this is the time in life where, where I really started wanting to make the better decision for my family. Uh, I felt that Article 15 was taking over. Um, I was real happy with that. Let's Drinkers Whiskey got launched. And I was hoping that, you know, that was going to be enough for me to be more of a family man and be around my house. And so I decided to um, ask my supervisor if it feels okay if I, I went home uh, since we kind of came up in a dry spot. Like it kind of died off and we were going to stick around for a couple days and see, you know. So we all went out karaokeing. The next day, I said, "Hey, dude, do you mind if I fly home?" So I flew home. Kind of a goodbye for the guys. We 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 had a couple beers, karaoke, had a good night, and then I, I took off, and went home. I was home uh, setting up for my daughter's birthday, and I got the call that uh, Matts was shot. Um, one of the escape convicts was shot, and I got the call that it was it was one of my boys on my team, and so it, it became this weird thing for me. I was really I was excited for my boy to get his, to smoke this motherfucker, right? I was pissed I wasn't there to fucking smoke this dude too, right, and and to get my shots in as well. And, you know, I was hurt that me as the medic was not there in the event that he might have been able to get hurt, my own team. You know, I was hurt that I made the decision family over work, and I also understood my decisions because the place I am in my life at the time, I, I, I knew it was the right decision. So that's uh, when I decided I needed to resign. Uh, you know, in my head. If you're if you're a medic for a tactical team and you're a half-ass medic, well then you're no good to anyone. And so that was my time. But that's,
1: you're kind of feeling yourself that you were you were yeah 100.
0: As much as I loved the team, I loved everything about it. I was choosing family over them, and and at some point it's it's smart.
1: You, you could have got yourself hurt or somebody else hurt. I, I could have got someone
0: else hurt. I, or or you know I'm thinking too much about the family and not the mission. And you know and like I th- I believe to be great at something you have to g- go all in. And uh, I wasn't being a great medic because of the fact I wasn't all in. And it was just time. There's too many other distractions in my life that were, for me, were more important. Um, if I didn't have Article 15, didn't have Lesungers whiskey, I probably would still be doing it to this day,
1: right? Because I mean, you do miss that job. You've heard. You I say miss it. it. I feel, feel like, like it it, it's times. hard to walk
0: away from something you feel good at. You feel great at. I feel like that's it's just it's home. You know, I had a I had a a supervisor. Um, he mentioned one time to me. He said. And I've written this before because, because what he said, and, and he was a, a Bortec soup and uh, he go pass and he goes, you know, in the end of the day, who's going to be at your deathbed? He was like, in the life that we live, you might have made it to the point where you have no one at your deathbed and you'll be dying alone, you know? And, and so I thought to myself, like, maybe maybe I want to be the guy that does have my family at his deathbed, right? Like, who's going to be holding my hand with it in the moment I pass away? And the, the life that I was living, um, it was it was a lonely road. Yeah. It was a lonely road.
1: That's what you're the family man you are today now.
0: Right. And so I do my best to try and, you know, like I said, I wasn't always a great fucking dad. I always chose the mission first, you know. And so um, this was just the beginning steps of me trying to be more relevant in my kids' lives. Again, if I didn't have a secondary opportunity like Article 15 or Let's Singers, I never would have made that choice. Um, I probably would have eventually walk away from the tactical side and start doing more office jobs and shit like that. But I, I think it would have left me still empty. Like this job, what I do now, what I do for you guys, for doing an, a, a podcast and telling you my stories and, and telling you my fucking mishaps, my life, the ups and downs and all arounds, um, it fulfills me. It does fulfill me. You know what I mean? The message that we receive, uh, you know, it, it makes all this worth it. You know. But, but uh, yeah, so that was the reasons why I resigned from the Border Patrol for no other reasons other than um, everything that I had in front of me, it was just time to let it go.
1: Are you going to tell your story?
0: Oh my God! I thought I forgot. Okay, <laughs> so before I joined, oh, actually, so when I was in Borstar, this this is the story about. Uh, you guys already know what the story about. Here we go. So when I was in the Border patrol up in Del Rio, I was in Del Rio. Uh, I was in the SOD team because I was just made Borstar at the time, uh, and we were doing some training at in Del Rio. Me and uh, a couple of my boys decided to do some jujitsu, just because we had some downtime waiting to get released. We go to the mat room. I take my gun off, put it on the counter, and it's just in greens, boots, everything. I took my top off. And we're doing jiu-jitsu. We're rolling, and I'm teaching kind of uh, how to escape and just stuff, just basic stuff you learn from the Army. I'm just kind of teaching these guys some basics. Um, and so then the, the supervisor comes in. He goes, "Supervisor supervisor's wood. He goes, hey, why'd you guys get out of here? Uh, I was like, oh, shit. So I, I live an hour from there. So as soon as they give me the go-ahead, I'm out, right? So I grabbed my jacket, <laughs> zipped it up, and I left. I start driving As I'm driving I always change the radio To the location I'm at I get into Eagle Pass area An hour away from Where I was doing jiu-jitsu And I hear on the call Like hey Do we have anybody Who could respond to the 10 7 Something like that Like one of the sensors That went off And no one replied And I was like Hey is there anyone out there That can help out We're kind of getting You know we've gotten A lot of traffic today And just need some help And I was like hey man This is uh, I believe at the time Yeah I, was, I think I was Since I went to medical It was Mike 205 Yeah this is Mike 205 How can I help you was, hey, what's up? Hey Vargas, you think you could go check it out? And I was like, Yeah, well, I'll just check it out. So I park and walk in, because it sounds like it's gonna be good traffic. I hit cameras up, cameras like, yeah, it looks like we have like four. I was like, okay, cool. I'll uh, I'll just walk down and help them out. Um as I start walking down, I realize I don't have my gun.
1: You left it at the
0: I left it in fucking Del Rio an hour away. Yeah, dude. And so then I whip my phone out and I'm hoping cameras don't see me texting as I'm walking into the spot. I'm walking into the spot. I'm texting a sick smile. I said, "Hey, I need you to go to the fucking gym and grab my fucking gun." He goes, "What?" I said, "Dude, I left it on of the car." Of all counter. people
1: and of all things, you could do, dude.
0: No shit. I took a call and not really, I don't even have a fucking weapon with me, dog. Bonehead ass move. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie and say it was the only time I've ever done that. Right? <laughs> like, I'm fucking, I fucking. I got these weird brains.
1: It's just the only time. It's just the only time. This is the time I, I should have had it. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so now I'm sitting there thinking like, dude, this is good traffic, right? Camera sees four. I'm hiding in this bush texting my boy. He says, yep, he's on his way to go grab it. I'm like, cool. And then I'm sitting there like, what the fuck am I going to do with me and four fucking dudes? Right? Like, I don't even know what the fuck to do. So I decided to have the, the, the quick response. Oh, so I got another partner. He goes, he hits me. I'm hey, man, I'm not very far from there. I'm coming up. And I said, sounds good. Stay up top. I'm going to scare them to you. Right? So I'm trying to spook them to run up straight to him. So we kind of had a, had a, had the idea of what to do already. And I felt like, okay, cool. I have another guy here. Normally the time, if you just jump the group, they call it jump the group. You just snag him No big deal, right? Just jump out like, hey, pop. And then like, some right. of them fight, you, some you, of them you, don't. Some uh, them you wrong. got me. Right. So I'm thinking like, okay, this shouldn't be too bad. But damn, I'm nervous right now because I don't have a gun. It's me. So this guy's coming. We're good to go. So then I am take a knee, dude. And I'm thinking like, I, I, I thought of the idea. I was like, all right, I'm going to pull out my finger guns. I'm going to use...
1: For people who don't know right now, you're actually using no fingers. No shit, two for- fingers
0: and a thumb up like I have a gun in my hand. And I'm going to say, <laughs> <laughs> And so I stood up and right when they, I let them get past the drag, the, the dirt road. And I, as I see all four of them, I'm like, all right, now's a good time. So I jump right at them and hold my gun right to the face and say, Parte. One dude screams and... <laughs> jumps <laughs> right back into the river, dude. I snag up the first dude that's right next to me. The other two jump in the river as well. All right, and so I got this dude and he's fucking wailing. He's foiling. he's trying to get away. And I'm like, "Calm up, the calm the calm up there." You know, what I'm telling like, "Calm down, dude, calm down, fuck." And then as I do that, my buddy they, the radio uh, I think camera said that I I I jumped the group and they're running back. So, my other buddy comes down with his vehicle and fucking I fucking start trying to throw this guy in the back of the vehicle and then the girl's screaming. He's got a gun, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. And I'm thinking, who the fuck has a gun? Right, so now I'm thinking like, dude, I don't have my gun. Some other motherfucker has his gun. My boy's barely getting here so he's jumping out and he's like, what's going on? It's like, they ran that way. And I freaking, I was trying to shove this dude in the truck. The dude's putting his hands out like a fucking cat going into the water. He's like, fuck you, dog. <laughs> he's stronger than he looks. Yeah, And I'm looking to the right and I see his homeboy having trouble swimming. Like I see him like, you know he ain't swimming, right? Dude, he just doesn't know what he's doing, right? And then I tell him. Uh, he was like, "Hey, at the, the, my partner was like, hey, I think he's drowning. I was like, okay. And, dude, I'm a Boar Star agent, dog. This is what I do. So I'm thinking like, hell yeah, I'll go get my fucking rope bag, throw it in there. We'll snag this dude up. But I can't get this motherfucker in the damn back of the damn truck. So I said, hey, if you don't fucking let go, I'm going to fuck your buddy. He's going to drown. He goes, what? And I shook him, boom, threw him in, locked him in. Mind you, I did not put handcuffs on him because there's such the situation. Mm-hmm. I secured the truck. Boom. I run over there. As I run over there, I'm like far away. I'm talking, I'm 40 feet from where I want to be, where I want to throw the fucking rope back. I snagged the rope right from my boy. I said, put water in, put water in. As I'm running down, he's putting water in the rope bag. As I'm about to throw, the dude goes under. Under. Like, gone.
1: That was it. And then Done. You didn't see him after that?
0: No. So I go back. I'm, I'm, I don't have my truck. It's way up there. So I'm trying to get my shit. And I'm looking. I'm like, dude, pay attention. If you see him, fucking throw the bag in there. Dude never came back the raid the camera sees this and then also now we have someone that's fucking has a gun say they have a gun so now we're like fuck i was like dude let me get your fucking so i got his rifle he has a rifle in the vehicle luckily he has his gun so i have a rifle slung on me he's got his gun he doesn't know i don't have my fucking gun i haven't (laughs) told him shit i'm waiting to fucking who the fuck has a gun thinking so we do a clearing of the area by the time more people get here we're like look Here's the situation. Suppose she says a gun, I don't think there's a gun, we searched the area, it looks good. I have a guy that's down, called Boats, we gotta try and recover a body, right? And then I also got a guy in the back of the truck. Brr, supervisor show up like, hell no, this is getting crazy. So some dude already <laughs> fucking drowned. If today.
1: anything can go wrong, it's going wrong.
0: Right, so some dude drowns to death. No one knows I don't have a fucking gun on my hip still because I'm carrying someone else's fucking rifle. There,
1: nobody, said, nobody said like, hey, where's your service piece? No,
0: at? not yet. I didn't I didn't shoot anyone, so like no one's gonna ask for the service pistol. And so then I'm like, oh fuck, now what, right? So then the supervisor comes, and the supervisor's questioning me. Two guys are like, hey, where's the other guy? He's like, in the back of the truck. Listen, I didn't cuff him. They're like, oh, okay. So they get him out of the truck.
1: Oh, he was still in there. Yeah. Okay. They get
0: him out of the truck. He does a fucking swim move, and boom, jumps back into the river and swims back to Mexico. <laughs> Dog. I'm just like, what else can go wrong here? Did you, did, you, did you keep,
1: you got the girl, though, right?
0: No, they're all gone. We oh, lost sh- everyone. <laughs> Besides one no one got him <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, say, and I'm out. not laughing at the death of, a, of an individual I think it was a sad situation and and I think what happened was he believed he can get across didn't realize there is a deep spot to the left of where he originally walked from Yeah, and it sucked because I was doing, going to do everything I can in my power to save this motherfucker but in, the, in reality of, of rescue the guy was drowned I couldn't see him There's no like there's no visual on the body itself I can't jump in for nothing it becomes recovery at that point. It just not, doesn't make sense for well, me.
1: Yeah, and you can also get yourself
0: right. And we still had the threat of a fucking gun that we don't even know where the fuck, right? So this is like this situation was a real, real weird ass situation. Like I wasn't gonna go rescuing someone if I hear there's a gun in the bush and I'm looking for it. Like is there a motherfucker here behind the bush? It was an awkward cliff, if you will, on the right side that you can't really clear as well. So it was hard to see if there was someone there with a gun, and so it was the whole fucking thing was shit. How was the how was the memo writing on that one? I had two. <laughs> two. I two so the one for the guy who absconded mm-hmm. they call it absconding and that's that's a federal investigation oh really yeah and then the one for the guy who passed away
1: you didn't have you didn't have to do one for not having your weapon I
0: never disclosed that information <laughs> <laughs> until there's today some, there's something you don't have to tell there's something yeah it didn't matter I never had to pull it <laughs> but it's funny because some uh, there's only a few of my buddies who knew that you got you pulled the finger gun and that's what do that. so the next day at work they were like how does a medic, a rescue medic, kill a man? With the finger gun. <laughs> with a gun. finger gun.
1: That's freaking wild. It was
0: scary. It was crazy. It was what, something I wasn't completely happy about. And you
1: didn't, and you didn't catch anybody's thing? Like no. You,
0: I walked away with nothing. And then my, my supervisor was like, listen, next time I tell you to go home, go the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't even stop. <laughs> don't even stop. He goes, I commend you. Just turn your radio yeah, off and like, go yeah, home. He's like, I commend you. I commend you for working your ass off, trying to get out there and do work and helping out. Next time, just go the fuck. Because I was I was the shit finder, dude. I would find dumb shit all the time. Oh my god, the shit finder. Yeah, the shit finder. Oh, I'm sure there's a, a few other great stories, but I think that's good for today. They'll little, come up. they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll come own. up. But uh, hey, guys, again, we hope you appreciate the show, man. Uh, if you guys have questions about the board, about board patrol that I haven't mentioned in this, and as well as I haven't mentioned in the fucking article that I wrote, then go ahead and hit us up on the page. We'll check it out. Don't forget, you can check out. Uh, Vinrock.com for uh, some of the shirts and stickers uh, once the website comes up you'll see some of the sponsors as well if you guys are interested in being a sponsor of the podcast please hit us up um, man there's so many things all I gotta say guys if you guys are interested in changing your life if what you're doing right now isn't your passion and you have the ability to, to change that then do it. Give it a shot, right? I, I was able to find my passion while still working with Border Patrol and decided to make the change. Uh, is it scary? Every fucking day it's scary. Uh, is it fulfilling? Every fucking moment of the day it's fulfilling. And so, you know, I wouldn't say go quit a fucking you know six-figure job just out of nowhere, but but uh, have your ducks in a row, uh, line them all right, and uh, take a shot.
1: Do what makes you happy. Do
0: what makes you happy, man. Do what makes you happy. Again, I love you guys. Thanks for everything. Uh, Kaz, anything for you?
1: I got it, man. Just have a good day.
0: All right, man. Take care. I'm out.